Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. With me this week, I have got uh, Emma. Bonjour, ça va? Um, oui. Bien sûr. <laughs> you really caught me off guard then. I was like, I speak French. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting to. It's just, it was, it just, the words just flowed out my mouth. <laughs> like the running saw that it is. Um, and we've got Nathan. How are you? Uh, very well. How are you? You're saying you haven't, you're saying pre-recorded, you've not potted since about the third game of the season. I might have exaggerated a little bit, but oh, okay. it, it feels like it's been quite some time since I've potted. He's making his 2024 debut. Definitely, probably true. Yeah? I think so that might be true. You're fit enough to start, we don't have to bring you on as a sub halfway through, you're sort of at match fitness. Yeah, we're back, we're back up to uh, match fitness, let's pretend that that's the thing. Good lad. You're not like Michael Elise then? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so we're going to talk about um, Asian Cup, AFCON, FA Cup, lots of cups, Emma, and bits and, <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> bits and forms of views, Premier League, and some of the European uh, leagues as well. So we're going to start in Qatar for the Asian Cup semi finals. So uh, there were two this week, obviously, because it's been semi finals. Um, first one was. <laughs> Thanks for clues, I, know, sorry. I was trying to fill as I was turning my papers the right way around. <laughs> um, first of all, Jordan 2, South Korea 0. Uh, okay, so I've written um, Musa Tamari, wow. That was the second goal, I think, where he did that sort of messy goal against Croatia where he just sort of dribbled through absolutely everybody. Mm-hmm. That was yep. fabulous, wasn't it? It was. It was a really nice, nice run, a really nice finish as well, to be fair. Here's a question. Um, if Messi did that, we were saying that's a world-class goal. Um, Musa Tamari does it. Is it a world-class goal? Or have you, yeah. got to have a, have you got to have a certain body of work behind you? No. Why do you? I don't know. I don't know because Messi is Messi and Musa Tamara, for you know, the great piece of skill he did, isn't Messi. But... I'd, I'd wager that more people saw Messi do it than... <laughs> But, you know, that doesn't make it not world-class all the same. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just wondering, because if you sort of, yeah, see something like that, then does it have to be a fluke, or do you, yeah? Got no, does it have to be a fluke? Not a fluke. Uh, I didn't mean it that way, sorry. It, I'm guessing Musa Tamari... You know what it, I do think was a fluke? Go that on. overhead kick that Garnacho scored for Manchester United. Oh, that okay. Yeah. The more I see him, the more I think he got real lucky that day. 
stick that knife into Garnacci. Where is that guy? Yeah. yeah. World class. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so Jordan are through. I, I think it's probably safe to say that South Korea were favourites to win that one. Um, and Spurs fans are probably happy because it means that Son Heung-min is back this weekend. Um, Hope he goes on holiday. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, oh, like most salary comes back injured or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then in the other semi-final, it was a round two, Qatar three. This was pretty good. So, um, an 82nd... second. is the first time I've seen Qatar since the World Cup, and they have improved. Akram Afif, he's a fantastic player, isn't he? He's the big-haired guy. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's really good. He's a tremendous tournament. He's been good all the way through. I think he's got he five... like an off-brand Mo Salah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was probably his fifth goal of the tournament. Um, he does... He plays in the Qatar Stars League, um, but and he's getting on a bit. He's, I think, he's in his early thirties. But if he was sort of a bit younger, uh, maybe he could have touted himself a, a, a move somewhere higher up with a um, a performance like that in this um, uh, in this tournament. I think he did okay in the Arab League and the and the Arab Cup, which was the sort of pre World Cup tournament as well. So he is a very good player. Um, he scored the second goal, uh, but it was an eighty-second minute. Uh, Almo's uh, Ali winner, um, which was decided after a, a sort of a VAR. Um, I've written VAR. I can't remember what the VAR was. There was something VAR. I think it was an offside, I think. There was something VAR. Something VAR-y. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then it was a, a Calizada red card in the 93rd minute for Iran. Uh, former Brighton player Jakan Bash hit the inside of the post in the 30th yeah. minute of injury time. That was really close, wasn't it? Unlucky. Yeah. So unlucky. What did you guys make of these two games then? Um, I only watched the highlights, but for the for the Iran Qatar game, it, my notes I've got superb overhead kick for the first goal. Yeah, I think it was Iran. Um, very good technique. Um, the first thing that you run about, I've got harsh penalty hands in front of face. Oh yes, it was that one, wasn't it? it might have been that one. Oh yeah, yeah, he was so, protecting his face. That's right, yeah, he was, wasn't he? From, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from like from like point blank range as well. Like there was there's no room in between him him and the other player as as the Qatar player smashes it at his face. Well, yeah, it's not like his hands was outside of his body that they sometimes give it for either. It was literally going to break his nose if he didn't have his hands there. I feel like his hands were in a natural position. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if someone's throwing something at your face and they're stood within five meters, your hands are going to be off, aren't they? Yes. That seems like a, a natural human reaction. So yeah, I thought I thought it was a bit harsh. Yeah, I uh, think. Come, sorry, come. I was just going to say, and I thought Big Her Guy Qatar was brilliant. Big Her Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we know. That's what we'll have on the back of his shirt at the uh, at the final. Um, <laughs> I think going into the semi-finals, I think I don't think it would have been um, too wild to say that people would be expecting an Iran South Korea final. Um, I think it's good that the hosts have got to the final, and to be fair, they've looked very good so far. So, Qatar Jordan, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm guessing the home, um, the, the home tournament factor is going to be the factor for Qatar, and uh, they're going to be favourites to win this. Do you guys think? Uh, which one's less evil? Oh, I don't know. Oh, wow, that's a whole that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole episode on its own, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm still active on Twitter. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I was arguing with a uh, with a turf for quite a long time last night, so I'm not going to go down that again. 
said you were chatting to Miguel. <laughs> well, I was, not just him. <laughs> Do I need to ask him some questions? No, people were saying mean things to Sammy, who's been on this podcast before, so I, uh, oh. I thought I would stick my oar in and stick up for her. Okay, good. <laughs> you should. Yes. Like, That's my friend. Should I, should I ask questions? <laughs> no, not with him. Okay, good. <laughs> um, he was tweeting, but actually, he was, he was tweeting for about sort of six, seven solid hours yesterday. Um, and I did tell him he uh, needs to give his thumbs a, a well-earned pampering and TLC. He's supposed to be writing a book. He said he'd got a deadline. Oh, right, okay. So now I see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was tweeting. He said that uh, Alexander Serafin was um, talking about how football is, uh, should not be overtaken by sort of big states and all that sort of thing, and Nassar Khalifi of PSG was sat next to him. So... <laughs> <laughs> an interesting uh, place to go yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean uh also semi-finals this week is african cup and nation so um host nation ivory coast somehow got through to the final this play been very awful for quite long periods um ivory coast won dr congo i always want to say dr congo um they um uh uh they beat dr congo one nil goal from sebastian Haller. um rather nice I don't know, did he mishit that volley or did he hit it? Did he mean yeah, to do he, that? He, he did not do that on purpose. No. <laughs> yeah, that was not his aim at all. <laughs> nice things about Sebastian Haller, though. He's been on quite the journey, hasn't he, since his uh, cancer treatment. And to score the goals to get them into the final, that must be a, a huge thing for him, personally. Yeah, good for him. It's a nice story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I don't think he had the best of times in England, did he? Uh, he seems to have found his feet again back in Germany. Who did, who did, oh, he played for West Ham, didn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah, don't remember him setting the world alight. No, I think he had a difficult time because Frankfurt had that front three, didn't they? It was Rebic, Jovic and um, Haller. And they all sort of split up at one season and then none of them really have quite been the same wherever they've gone. Mm. Um so yeah, it's it's nice for him, and obviously given his his health diagnosis in the past, it's uh, that's doubly good for him. Um, he also missed that lob, didn't he, for two 0 That would have been great if it gone in. Yeah, that'd have been lovely. That was yeah, that'd have been a really really good goal. Yeah, um, I have written how on every coast of the final because they gone at the group stages after their manager had resigned because he thought they were out because they'd done so badly <laughs> uh, in the quarterfinal uh, it was like a 86th minute Frank Kessier um, penalty that got them back into the game I can't remember who they beat but they beat Senegal wasn't it uh, they got them back into it so and then they won that on the penalty shootout so they have done that thing where you're doing tournaments where you don't sort of have to play well but just sort of do enough to get through Home tournament advantage. Oh, you think it's what it is? Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> that, I guess. Um, how important is it to have both this and the Asian Cup? How important is it to have the host nation in the final for the spectacle of the final? I mean, I'm, I'm fully guessing here. I have no science to base this on. But would <clears throat> more people attend the final or have an inc- have an inclination to try and get to the final? I guess so, yeah. I guess so. Be interesting to see what the the uh, Qatari equivalent of sticking a firework up your bum and setting it off, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like that happened here in Euro twenty twenty. <laughs> and that's why you didn't win. That's why we didn't win exactly. Um, anyone see the DR Congo protest before the game? No, I no. saw the highlights. Okay, yeah. they so... don't show protests. 
So before the game, uh, it was the national anthems and the DR Congo players had their hands over their mouths and I think they had their other hands sort of over their foreheads or something like that. And this was in protest at ongoing violence in the east of the country, which had been going on for uh, many, many years. Um, and I don't think things like this too often make an awful lot of difference, but it does show an extraordinary amount of bravery because imagine some of these players play in Europe and they have got immediate family back home in Congo that may or may not face reprisals over this, I don't know. But it seems to be a very brave thing for, for them to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like there uh, without without knowing too much about it, you, you'd argue that that's a pretty pretty interesting way of doing it, especially mm. if they've got family still there. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of it kind of feels like the type of place where action will be taken and nothing will be done to stop it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and in the other semi-final, it was Nigeria won South Africa won. Nigeria win 4-2 in penalties. Um, Trusty Kong opened the scoring from the penalty spot to give Nigeria the lead in normal um, time. Then it was a 90th minute Makawena penalty. Uh, this was crazy. This was Emma. Describe what happened for this penalty. Or, or describe what happened before the penalty. Uh, Nigeria scored. <laughs> <laughs> it was the foul, which was right on the edge of the box. So this was a foul in the South Africa penalty area, wasn't it? Sorry, in the, yeah. in the sorry in the Nigeria penalty area, wasn't it? Yeah, and then uh, Nigeria broke with Chukwese and the other guy who scored. Ossiman. Who Napoli. Ossiman. You know, that guy. Yeah. That's it. I forgot his name right there. He did his best not to score, didn't he? He really did. <laughs> he really yeah. did. Yeah, he did. He, he kind of just hit him, yeah. I think, <laughs> with his being kind. Um... And they scored, and they were celebrating, and then there was bar. Yeah, and this took like some time because I. Minutes later, <laughs> I watched it live, um, and it took quite some time to decide this. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, the highlights don't really show that. Yeah, no, there was some. There was some time. So what's he been? Sorry, come on, carry on. No, 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 Karen. Sorry, no. Uh, so ran off celebrating. Players and substitutes all sort of jump on him as these do because obviously they realise the importance of tuna up in the 90th minute and great you're going through to the final. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sort of showed the action replay of the goals and then they started showing the action replay of the foul down the other end. And the commentator and co-commentator were like, ah, this could be interesting. You know, the sort of... It was like a slow realisation that something was happening. Yeah. And... Um, they're like, oh, that, that could be a foul. And then they're like, that actually looks like it's in the area. <laughs> and then they kept showing it. Um, and some of the South African players were complaining because they obviously thought it was a foul. So the referee's got that thing where he's got his finger to his ear and then he goes over to have a look. And you think, wow, this is very exciting. And he looked for a good sort of minute or so at the camera, uh, sorry, at the screen. Um, and then he sort of does that thing where he turns around and he goes to blow his whistle. Everyone's like, oh, what's this going to be? And he pointed at the spot and it was like, it was quite obvious once you'd seen it for a few times. Um, but the pressure on the South African player to, to score and equalise, that was incredible. Uh, that was really, really good. And then um, Kakana got a red card after a, a VAR check. Um, so South Africa went a man down. I thought that was a penalty as well. It looked like it was just out of the area, but he still got his, uh, his red card. Um, Ronwin Williams, who saved four penalties in the previous shootout. Uh, he saved four penalties and went the right way for the fifth one in the um, previous quarterfinal. Uh he didn't do as well this time. Um, no. 
No, unfortunately. Kalichi Inacho scored the winning penalty. Leicester legend. Uh, and um, Nigeria go through to the final against uh, uh, against Ivory Coast. I, a lot of people, I listened to a few podcasts pre-tournament that said this wasn't a vintage Ivory Coast team. Um, and it seems strange that with a lot of the teams like Senegal going out, Ghana went out early, uh, that we've got to two of the stronger teams or two of the more traditional teams back in the in in the final um how do you guys think this one might go um i'm not basing this on anything but um i think nigeria might win yeah yeah i mean chikoise is a really good player so is us i mean you know that's all i got he is but you've got a frank kessie skin in the game for ivory coach don't you i do i love that man He's fantastic, uh, isn't he? He's exceptional. I love him. I wish he'd not taken that Saudi money. <laughs> so I got, I got to, I got to, you know. But I think Nigeria will win. Yeah, Nathan, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, I think, I think Ivory Coast have been kind of living on borrowed time, from from what I've heard. I've, I've not watched many of the games, but from from what I've heard, everyone's a bit shocked that they've they've kind of made it. It's almost like they're there by accident. Like, yeah. They just stumbled through, and I think Nigeria might have a bit too much for them. Nathan, if you want your Sunday night to start earlier than the Super Bowl, this will be on terrestrial TV. Oh, right, okay. It uh, starts about 8 o'clock, so there'll be a little bit of build-up before then, but I think it'll either be on BBC Two or BBC Three. So basically what you're saying is I can watch West Ham and Arsenal at 2, the Akron <laughs> final at 8, and the Super Bowl at <laughs> you got Aston Villa Manchester United in between as well. Oh, we don't have to watch it all, do we? I mean, we've got a break. That, <laughs> that feels like a solid time for a nap. Really does. That nap is going to be super important. So, yeah, that's probably a great time to get that in. The importance of napping and hydration in your TV marathon watching. It, it, absolutely enormous. <laughs> it's like an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Oh! Training I- the year for the Super Bowl. Have you two seen the thing going on? It's the, the doping Olympics. Yes, and I'm here for it in a big way. That looks incredible. I can't wait for that. An Australian man says he's going to try and break the 50 metres freestyle swimming world record. And he says he's going to juice the fuck up. His words <laughs> <laughs> and break that record. And Absolutely. Like, yes, go King. Let's do this. Do either of you two think, I mean, I realise I'm talking to a uh, Dr. Fuentes uh, fellow Spaniard here. Huge fan. (laughs) Got all his t-shirts. Do you reckon either of you two reckon football's got a doping issue? Of course it does. I find it weird how they do all sorts of other cheating, like diving and everything, but they wouldn't sort of do this. A lot of people at Liverpool got asthma. Yeah, Pep Guardiola had it, didn't he? I'm just saying... (laughs) Did I did I see this week that um, Gary Neville on one of the ten million podcasts yeah. that he, he he ends up on said something about he played in a game in in a European game and the United players came off the pitch absolutely like you know tanks empty and the Italians walked off like they'd not even played a game. Yeah, and that that was his first sort of inkling as to maybe there's something going on. I mean, they'd probably not been in the pub all evening before. That was that was my that was my first thought when I, when I read what he said. I was like, 
I'll bet they've not had steak and chips before the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> that they had pasta, proper, you know, properly yeah. carbo-loaded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I find it weird how it wouldn't happen, but yeah, maybe maybe it does. Um, FA Cup this week, uh, there were some, I was going to say, there were some games, they were. Um... <laughs> I did not watch highlights of these. No, that's fine, you don't have to. Uh, Coventry for Sheffield Wednesday 1, um, son of Danny Cadamartry, Danny Nathan, if you remember him, do you? I do, I do, yeah. Yeah, his son, Bailey Ty Cadamartry, scored um, for Sheffield Wednesday. In my mind, Danny Cadamartry is still like a sort of 21-year-old trying to make his way at Everton, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, things change. As he will remain forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plymouth 1 leads 4 in absolutely apocalyptic weather. Uh, Southampton 3, Watford nil. Forest 1, uh, Bristol City 1, Forest with 5-3 on penalties. Um and Aston Villa won Chelsea 3. That Enzo Fernandez free kick. Have you seen that? Yeah, that was unbelievable. That was really good. Is that technically an upset? Well, I guess so. I, I don't I know. I think it is. Yeah. Could be. I, I'm happy to go with that and say that's an upset. Where do you two stand on rate, uh, on ranking free kicks compared to other goals? Obviously, that was a really, really good goal, but it's a dead ball and no one's allowed to encroach within 10 yards until you kick it. Uh, can you compare really good free kicks to really good other goals where the ball's in open play uh, uh, you see I what I mean I've never thought about it before <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I'm not giving this one much thought I'm not going to lie do you see what I mean though in open play you know you've got the ball moving and people have to run and tackle and whatever and sort but, of or could you argue that with, with the ball already in motion you can get more power swerve whatever you want to call it because the ball is already moving, whereas in a dead mm. ball situation, you have to generate that yourself. I guess so, but no one's allowed to run towards you or anything, are they? <laughs> no. Are you trying saying... to get around? Go on, Nathan. I get, I get what you're saying, right? But there's pros and cons to it, isn't there? You know, I personally thinking about it myself. I'd rather hit a moving ball, knowing that I don't have to put as much into it. Does that say more about your mentality, though? Potentially, yeah. We'll call it elite mentality, though. That's, that's, an, elite, yeah. that's an elite idea. Yeah. We will. I'll not use my energy. Use like, somebody else's. Work. Yeah. work smart, not hard. Exactly. exactly Sorry, Evan, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, are you trying to devalue the entire career of James Ward-Prowse? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> and that messy goal at the uh, against Liverpool in 2019. Yeah, why? You, that's the only thing we got. Come well, on. I was going to say, to, to be fair, it was all in vain anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> so next round, uh, these are all going to be played in midweek. So it's going to be Coventry versus Maidstone United, uh, Bournemouth, Leicester, Blackburn, Newcastle, Luton, Man City, Chelsea, Leeds, 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 uh, Nottingham Forest, Manchester United, uh, Wolves, Brighton, Liverpool, Southampton. Um, uh, what else have we got? So uh, bits and bobs of news. Oh, the UEFA Youth League this week, Emma. I'm trying to get you into this, aren't I? Yeah, he's, you're trying so hard. And honestly, I'm there. It is. Such good fun. Nathan, are you aware of the UEFA Youth League? Uh, I, I am aware that it's been going on, to be fair. Yeah. So, basically, the group stages have been completed. It's now into the sort of knockout stage, which I think is a sort of... I don't think it was two legs. I think it's a sort of a, a one-off game. And there have been some games this week. And they're stream-free on the UEFA website. So you can um, 
watch them at your leisure uh, or if you're working at home um and um i watched uh i can never pronounce them i always keep thinking it's midgetland but it's not that would be something that'd be like that'd be like old midgetland midgetland sounds like somewhere in alton towers um <laughs> midgetland versus rb leipzig so uh midgetland took the lead um and there was a bit of shenanigans as RB Leipzig went to take a quick free kick and the Michelin player stuck his hand in the air to stop it and he uh, and the Leipzig player sort of went to throw the ball in his face um, but didn't. This was all by the touchline as well so it was all amplified, the emotion of it all was all a bit amplified. Uh, Leipzig player was already on a red card, a yellow card so he got a second yellow and was off and the, um, uh, and the Michelin player he was uh, given a, uh, a yellow card but it was his first one so he stayed on the pitch. It was still 1-0 to about the 94th minute corner to Leipzig and the goalkeeper goes up for a corner causes all sorts of havoc and chaos as the ball comes swinging in uh, leading to the um, Leipzig play just to tap into the empty deck and then they go and win the shootout uh, which is pretty cool uh, despite having oh. only 10 men um, and then the day later it was uh, Eze Atmar versus Atletico Madrid managed by Emma uh, Fernando Torres Fernando Torres indeed um, Eze Atmar are the uh, holders of the trophy they won it last season and it's pretty easy to see why um, to be fair Atletico can really get anywhere close to them uh, and again this one got a bit sort of feisty and emotional as these young books are full of testosterone and still sort of wanting to improve their sort of place and move up in their careers and so um it was good AZ Outmar were a whole lot better unfortunately I didn't see who the Outmar manager was every now and then someone like either a son of a player so Edward Heskey's son was playing for Manchester City in the autumn or a manager would be like Fernando Torres or Robbie Van Persie um, managing the PSV team. They'll appear, which is pretty cool. Uh, what else have we got? John Terry. Who's seen John Terry? This is, this is technically last week, but this was a weird story. So has anyone seen John Terry talking about plug sockets? I, I try not to keep up with the antics of John Terry. Okay. Yeah, no, he's not high on my, uh, on my watch list, to be fair. So John Terry put on his Instagram... Um, he took a photo of a plug socket. Now, Nathan, if you've got the plug socket on, uh, what on a white? Imagine a white plug socket in the wall where you plug your little tellies and stuff in. When you switch it on, how do you know it's on? Apart from the fact that the, your what your appliance is working, but how do you can you tell looking at the socket that it's on? <laughs> There's usually some form of uh, some of them say on, some of them have a red. Uh, like a little bit of paint on the top yes so the remember the red bit of paint so john terry has taken he's at the chelsea training ground because apparently he's managing one of the youth teams he's taken a photo of a plug socket uh the plug socket is empty there's nothing in it but it's been left switched on so you can see the little red bit so what he's written he said when i'm at the training ground i have to switch these off because i hate seeing the red in our building i've done this as a player every day um, I've done this as a player every day also so Chelsea fans were loving this they thought it was absolutely fantastic one replied quote we'll never have a player like him ever again another one said he just gets it finally another one said elite mentality right there oh, okay elite mentality knowing which way to have your plug socket <laughs> Emma um, go on. yeah right 
Does that... I think this is stupid. <laughs> Does that not come across as elite mentality to you? No, it comes across as loser mentality. <laughs> Nathan, what kind of elite mentality do you have in your domestic setting? Um, nothing as weird as that. No? No. Uh, I genuinely can't think of anything. I don't think I am part of any discussion that involves elite. <laughs> Why doesn't he just paint the little red bit blue? That's true, yeah. <laughs> Solved his problem. Move on. <laughs> there you go. I can just imagine him wandering around the sort of Chelsea training ground, stomping his feet with steam coming out of his ears every time he sees a socket left open. Oh. See, that was elite mentality right there. I <laughs> thought of something. <laughs> well done. That fixed his problem. <laughs> uh, other bits of news. Right, okay, there are now in the UK twice as many female football teams in England as seven years ago, according to a BBC study. Uh, this is called the Lionesses effect, um, displayed in the fact that the season after the Lionesses won the Euros, uh, 1,500 new uh, female teams were registered, which is lovely to see. Uh, FC Seoul have got a new player um, in South Korea. Who have they got? Anyone seen this? Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard, yes. Jay Ling's himself, yeah. So, he's uh, not played since a two-minute substitute appearance for Nottingham Forest last April. Um, the season starts on the 2nd of March. So, he's the biggest signing in K-League history. So says uh, South Korean football journalist Sung Moo Lee. Um, so, big things for uh, South Korean football. Good for him. Good for him, yeah. It's nice to go somewhere different, isn't it? It was... Um, che Bothroyd went to Japan, didn't he, Nathan? Uh, if you say so. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know who else went there? Andres I got a sneaky suspicion that they might have been teammates. Lucas Podolski. He went there too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Torres went there too. Yes, he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, they're all over there. Um, I just Find like to, something new. I'd just like to point out, Emma, that Japan and South Korea are two separate places. You're the one who mentioned Japan. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all that way, isn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, so FIFA have downplayed a rumour that a blue card sim bins um, are to be introduced for cynical fouls and dissent towards the officials. Uh, FIFA say, quote, reports of so-called blue cards at elite levels of football are incorrect and premature. Although I guess by that they're not discounting it as sort of being tested out lower down levels. Um, Simbins were sort of um, deployed in a pilot capacity um, for dissent in 2018-19 season and the FA reported a 38% reduction in acts of dissent towards officials. Now, when I mentioned we were going to talk about this pre-record, you both sort of tutted and rolled your eyes about the thought of blue cards. But if this is a way of reducing uh, dissent towards officials and... Bearing in mind the levels of um, uh, violence that officials face, someone having to wear body cams and things like that, is it not a good idea to try this? No. Why not? It's the dumbest thing in the world. Why? Oh, well, okay. Let's let me right. count the reasons. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a scenario. So okay. We've given we've given dissent to the referee for a decision. Yeah. And he gives us the blue card. Yeah. We're probably giving him more dissent on the way off after receiving the blue card. When you stay for another um, ten minutes. So we sit there and we have our ten minutes. We come back on the field. 
the referee does something stupid again. The first words out of my mouth are, are you giving yourself a blue card? Because that is absolutely fucking appalling. Well, that's your fault for not being able to control yourself. I don't know, <laughs> but... It's just... It's not going to work, is it? It's not... What's 15 minutes? Uh, I guess it's a long time. I mean, if it's a key point of the game and you're sort of hanging on for a point or something and then you get a, a blue card... I, I don't know. I think it'll cause <coughs> more players to be more annoyed. Well, grown men should be able to control how they act, surely. They should be. <laughs> I'm sure you live in the same world as I do, where that's just not not a real life situation, is it? Unfortunately, for some people, for some people, I am yeah. not tying everybody with a brush. Or yourself? Or myself? <laughs> I do not. I do not sign up for that, but I have seen with my own eyes that that's just not a, a real thing. Okay. Emma, what are you going to say? Uh, it's stupid. That It's just stupid. Just concentrate on um, implementing VAR properly and enforcing the rules correctly. Just fix what's in front of you first before trying to do some crazy crackpot shit which isn't going to work also if someone's like on the sidelines for 10 minutes are they allowed to do warm ups and stuff because that smacks that someone's going to come and start running after 10 minutes and tear a hamstring I I don't know Um, I have seen uh, yeah I have seen in action I mean in rugby they just sit down on the sidelines uh, but then I don't suppose there's the, I don't know, any excuse to stick the knife into rugby, I suppose. Um, but yeah, uh, they, do, they do just sit down in rugby. I have seen them in action um, at my local football ground. And first of all, it's quite funny to see that happen. Um, I saw it happen the same day a referee ejected a fan out of the ground, <laughs> which is brilliant to watch. But what's wrong with just sending somebody off for descent? Yeah, if the problem is that bad, then ten minutes isn't a big enough punishment. Just get them, get them away and out the game. But is, does that not give them a chance for sort of cooling down, thinking about it, coming back on the pitch? And no, they broke the no. rules. Send them off. Yeah, get off, get off the pitch. Do you think? Do you think Roy Keane would have changed his mind about stuff if he'd have had ten minutes to chill out at the side? No, he would have come back on and been exactly the same. But then that's when if you I, send them off. If it, then send him off before. It's a waste of time. Games are going to go on. They already go on too long. Oh, no, they don't. 15 minutes extra time. I've got other things to do. (laughs) I don't, like, (laughs) you know, I got... It's just too much. And then people are going to complain about... (laughs) Well, you're going to list the things that you're going to do and then change your mind. (laughs) Yeah. But people are, like, going to complain about like how long matches are taking and how tired players are Mm. okay um nathan yes curtis jones has been speaking today have you seen what he's had to say Uh, i haven't okay uh he was racist (laughs) it's something (laughs) arsenalist (laughs) oh okay uh he was interviewed for bbc sport i think it was as part um talking about various different bits and bobs and he was talking about the celebrations after the game last week uh, between Arsenal and Liverpool um, he said that Arsenal were quote stealing uh, the celebrations um, and quote that's kind of like our thing Nathan you're big fat rotten thieves so there's a couple of things here 
that I want to go into. Mm-hmm. First of all, Liverpool celebrated a 2-2 draw by holding hands, <laughs> all of the squad and the manager. Yeah, and, they did. And, and doing cheers in front of their fans for a 2-2 draw. Okay. So, was, was that 2-2 draw they draw against... Was, was it against Barcelona or Real Madrid or was it someone like West Brom? It was West Brom. <laughs> it, it was West Brom. Um, so, before you start shooting at us, just please go and have a look at your own video footage. Like, because that is way more embarrassing. Second of all, the uh, the thing about stealing. Okay, so so apparently only Liverpool are allowed to celebrate any form of victory or draw, apparently. Um, and no one no one else can do that because that's their thing. Right, okay, so that's, that's weird. I also had a Liverpool fan um, on my on my Facebook going absolutely bananas at me personally um, because Arsenal fans were singing the Elez uh, chant at, at Liverpool fans. And apparently only Liverpool fans. That's their song, so no one else can do that. Why was he having you at you? I don't know. Apparently I must have been doing it as well, but I wasn't. I didn't, <laughs> even, I didn't, I didn't even I didn't even hear the chant on the TV that the Arsenal fans were doing it. Like Are you some know. are you some sort of secret ultra leader? I must be, yeah. I, I must be the, the head of the WhatsApp group that says, right, do this, this will really like, <laughs> I'm like I'm like Anton Deck on Saturday night takeaway, I'm in the back telling them all what to do through the microphone. Like, I just Do you know what? Did we over celebrate? maybe we did. Maybe we did. But we've been on a shit run of form. We never beat Liverpool. We've just got this thing where Liverpool just beat us. It doesn't matter whether they're in good form, bad form. Liverpool just beat us. So we've we've gone we've gone and got a result against Liverpool. It's put us back in the title race. The whole Martin Odegaard thing with the camera. That camera guy's that photographer's been there for like a million years. He's part of the club. Do you know what I mean? It's not just some random camera guy. You know, just he has been there a while. He used to be the club painter. He's been there that long. Yeah, he's, he, do you know what I mean? He's like a he's like a lifelong fan. You know, he's just get he's just getting involved. Listen, what's wrong with over celebrating? Unless you're going up to the other opponent's face and screaming and yelling in their face how how crap they are. I I don't you know, you've just won a massive game. Why 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 can you not celebrate? I do agree with you entirely, and I do wonder if Jamie Carragher would have been so animated if it was Arsenal versus. Um, uh, Manchester United or Newcastle or any team that wasn't Liverpool. Yeah, this 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 coming coming from the club who have Jurgen Klopp as their manager, who is literally <laughs> notorious for celebrating whenever there's a camera within ten meters of him. And um, speaking of acts of respect, did any we didn't talk about this last week because obviously we didn't record? But did anyone speak see uh, Chris Wilder talking about sandwiches? Oh, what a fucking moron! <laughs> <laughs> Is the best response of the year. So you have then? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. <laughs> what a div. I mean, I like the bit where he said that you shouldn't be doing that in front of a Premier League manager, and I was like, yeah, for about four months. <laughs> like, I mean, but he'd gone into the referees' the room. Balls on the man. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, um. Todd Bowley's annual salary, according to Football Insider, um, is £20 million. And I have to say, I think he's worth every penny of that as a non-Chelsea fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Six Nations League has been drawn 
so England are in a group with Ireland, which would be pretty cool when Jack Grealish and Declan Rice play. Um, Finland and Greece. Scotland are with Croatia, Poland, Portugal. Northern Ireland with uh, Belarus, which I, th I thought they were banned from sporting events, but obviously not. Uh, Bulgaria and Luxembourg and Wales with Iceland, Montenegro and Turkey. And Emma is just about to tell us who Spain are with because I forgot to write them down. Um, let's pick some random countries. Um, the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Uh, that doesn't exist anymore. That's North Macedonia. Whatever. Uh, it's all that way. I can recommend a really good book about Union. it. The Soviet Union. <laughs> um. French Indochina. <laughs> the Faroe Isles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Chris. I don't care. And the Aztec Empire. No one cares about that. Fair enough. Um, Ronaldo, who cares about that? <laughs> uh, Sexual Song Corner is back. Danny Alves' rape trial has Yay! closed. Yeah, off favourite corner. The Danny Alves rape trial has closed. Uh, he took the stand this week and said, quote, if she wanted to leave, she could have left. She was not obligated to be there. Um, prosecutors want a nine-year sentence plus 150,000 euro compensation. They claim the woman has got PTSD uh, from the rape, <clears throat> although the defence are saying she could also have PTSD from the media attention that she's been receiving um, because of the trial. How yeah, does... yeah, and that's also because Danny Alves's mother uh, put her identity on social media. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Alves... Senior, what are you doing? Yeah. Is that crime? Changes... Yeah, it is. She's on trial as well. Oh. Because she's facing charges for it. Um, that man has changed his story three times, which smacks of a man who's telling the truth. Yeah. Um, verdict takes several weeks. Why is that? They do not have jury trials in Spain. Do you do it differently? No, it's a judge thing. Okay. Um... And what's the word on the Barcelona street? Are people talking about it there? Or people thinking, because he played for Barcelona, you know, they automatically take his side, as people sometimes do? I'm sure there are people that do, and that's terrible, because nobody should do that. Um, he's... <laughs> There's not a bone in my body that thinks he's innocent. Hmm. Um... And I just hope he doesn't get away with it because of his who he is, his money, and whatever else. Okay. Um, right, sticking in Spain, European leagues this week. And so it is uh, Real Madrid top on 58 points. Then it's uh, Girona 56, Barcelona 50, creeping back up. Uh, Atleti on 48. So the top two play this weekend. It is Real Madrid versus uh, mm. Girona. Sevilla versus Atleti and Barcelona versus Granada. Uh, what are people saying about Real Madrid versus Girona? Title decided 2024. Are they? Uh, are there any injury yeah. concerns for either team? I don't care. <laughs> You're a Spanish correspondent. You should be... Why, you should be why, why would I care about two teams which... I just don't interest me. <laughs> well, you're you're a Spanish football correspondent. You should have a microphone in one hand and a finger pointing towards your ear in the other. <laughs> I've lost you. I've I've lost you. I, I can't. I can't hear what you're saying. It's, it's a terrible connection. Henry Gabriel Garcia here reporting out on a helicopter outside the uh, outside the bed about. I'd just be there with yeah with the shotgun. 
That, that shotgun would be useless. A sniper rifle. Sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So you're not paid any attention as to the build-up to this game? Nope. Doesn't interest me. Okay. What about Barca Granada? Does that interest you at all? <laughs> not really. <laughs> What's interesting... I don't, I don't think it interests our current manager. So, I mean, like... <laughs> uh, I so the monkey banging the symbols inside Emma's head, what's, what's piqued its interest this week? Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. In Italy, Inter top on 57 points, then Juventus 53, um, Milan 49, then Atalanta 39. It does get a little bit tight behind Atalanta for that last uh, Champions League space. So, Juventus, uh, having lost the Derby Italia last week to Inter, they're at home to Udinese. Roma play Inter, Milan play Napoli, uh, and Genoa play Atalanta in Germany. Uh, much like in Spain, top two play each other. So Bayer Leverkusen 52 points, Bayern 50, Stuttgart 40, Dortmund 37. So Bayer versus Bayern. Uh, Dortmund versus Freiburg, Stuttgart versus Mainz. PSG um, are top in France on 47 points. Then it's Nice on 39, Brest 36, Lille 35. So PSG Lille, Nice versus Monaco, Claremont versus Brest. Emma, someone got sent off for Brest this week, didn't they? Um, yes. In what minute? <laughs> the 69th. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We, we were going to call this pod Breast Friends, weren't we? <laughs> we were, yeah. <laughs> we still are. We still are. Okay, good idea. Uh, in Ireland, okay, other leagues. Um, it's the um, the Luas derby, L-U-A-S, as Shamrock Rovers plays St. Patrick's Athletic. Uh, in Switzerland, it's the Zurich derby, as the Grasshoppers play Zurich. Uh, the Women's Super League, it's um, third versus second as Arsenal play Manchester City. City are three points behind uh, Chelsea, who would top their home to Palace. Uh, the Chilean Super Cup, so a bit like the um, charity shield for us, uh, as uh, Colo Colo play, right, Emma? Uh, no, 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 no. You were, like, <laughs> racist to me earlier. Hang on. So, Let like, me have a sip. I'm just going to, like, chill for a sec and uh, laugh. So go right ahead. Okay. Huachipato? <laughs> H-U-A-C-H-I-P-A-T-O. I'm not pronouncing it for you, Chris. I, 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 I've made my bed here. Like, well, I mean, could you give me marks you out? Of... <laughs> earlier, and I'm just, could... just going to let this happen. Could you give me marks out of 10? <laughs> uh, minus 17. <laughs> okay. Uh, in Costa Rica, it is the Classico Provincial, which I reckon is the Provincial Classico. Is that right? The Classic Provincial? As CS Cartaginez play club sports. That's a real hard G you put in there. Real hard G. Cartaginez. C A R T A G I N E S. Such a hard G. Cartaginez versus club sports Herediano. H E R E D I A N O. I know the hard G just makes it worse. Minus 27. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> this one might be a bit easier, I'm hoping. So in Honduras, it's the Classico Moderno, which is the modern classic. I'm uh, going to stick my neck out and say there. <laughs> Maybe they're going to play it at Rancho Relaxo. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, so Real España versus uh, CD Olympia. There we go. How did I get on with that one? Better. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't get much worse, could it? Um, <laughs> right, so into uh, El Premier Ligo, um, and <laughs> we start 12.30 on Saturday. It is Manchester City versus Everton in the Andy Hinchcliffe derby. Um, 
City could be back to full strength. Uh, Manchester City has scored 39 goals since Erling Haaland last scored for them in November. So He's been injured for a while. He has been injured, but that has shown that they haven't really missed him. Uh, Phil Foden has got four goals and four assists in his last six appearances. Um, Everton have drawn their last three games in the league. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has got zero goals in 17 appearances in all competitions. Um, I'm going to stick my neck out here and say Manchester City might win this one. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Nathan? Yeah, not real getting away from that, is there? OK. Uh, three o'clock is Fulham versus Bournemouth in the Kevin Betsy derby. Calvin Bassey and Alex Awobi still at AFCON for Fulham. Um, Alex Awobi going to Fulham was a, a transfer that passed me by. Uh, Fulham has scored one in... Uh, sorry, they've won one in seven in the league and failed to score five times uh, in that sequence. Uh, Bournemouth are winless since Boxing Day when I went to the big deep Fulham. Um, and... Dominic Slanky's got 13 goals. They said Vikram Slanky. That's somebody else, isn't it? Um, Dominic Slanky's got 13 goals. So, what do we reckon to this one, Nathan? Uh, draw. Okay. Emma? 100% draw. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what makes you think there's going to yeah. be a winner in this game, exactly? <laughs> Why don't they? What are we going for a high scoring? I think this. Okay, uh, draw. Two teams in terrible form. Yeah. Sounds like one of them will win. <laughs> are we going for a high scoring draw or sort of no 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 one one okay yeah. fair enough um luton versus uh sandwich hating sheffield united three o'clock at the paul Furlong derby um luton's last six they've won three drawn two lost one remember they scored four last weekend um at newcastle and they have scored in their last 10 games um They've also scored 15 goals from set pieces. Second to Arsenal, Nathan, who got 18. Well done for that one. Uh, Sheffield United yep. winless in 11 away goals. They've lost by five or more goals on four separate occasions this summer, uh, this season. Wow. And they conceded 59 goals in 23 games. The new manager bounce hasn't happened for uh, Lemon Sucking Wilder, has it? <laughs> They're fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, Luton are playing very well uh is this, i mean are we at the stage where we're giving luton gimmies everybody's a gimme against Sheffield united they suck yeah nathan yeah. did you not see them last weekend oh yeah oh i did yeah. they were so bad uh yes and this podcast is actually dedicated to douglas louise traveller assists <laughs> they were incredible um what else was, oh yes, last week I was uh, so um, one of my favourite pastimes at the moment is taking my daughter to see her friends or her boyfriend and walking around whatever town centre I'm in as she sort of goes shopping with them and listening to football on Radio Five in the afternoon. It's a very pleasant way to spend some time. Um, and I was listening to the Luton um, Newcastle game last weekend, and they said the commentator said in that game that it is. 14 flights of stairs for away fans to get to at St. James's Park, uh, which is the equivalent of climbing the Statue of Liberty. I can confirm that I have done that climb. Have you? Yep. And did, did you... you need oxygen? <laughs> um, I am a, a big guy, and I'm not going to lie, that is not designed for big guys. It, did it feel I... like 14 flights of stairs when you got to the top? I mean, how, what was your view like? Could you see Oslo? Uh, to be fair, the view was stunning. <laughs> was, was, the view was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, them stairs were absolutely disgusting. 
And what's it like as a viewing experience being so high up? Um, not great. I'm not going to lie. So I, I do quite, I do prefer being in a second tier because you, you can see the game from like an overview perspective. So you can see the tactics a bit better, which is, mm. which is what I prefer. But I must admit that was too high. That was just nosebleed inducing. It was that high. So if someone took a shot uh, and it hits someone in the penalty area, could you see whether it was like a handball or not? Are you just sort of too far away to see anything like that? Yeah, no, no. There was, you definitely couldn't say with confidence whether it was handball or not. Yeah. Not a chance. Um, uh, actually, but you do, go on. you do get stunning views of Newcastle while you're up there. Oh, that's very so nice. If you're into that kind of thing, that's a good place to go. <laughs> I'm going to say something which is probably not very proper football, but standing behind the goal or sitting behind the goal to watch the game is a bit overrated. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Because, like you say, anything going on down the other end, you haven't got a clue, have you? Um, especially if you're at ground level. I used to go. Yeah. Watch, I used to watch an awful lot of Leicester City, uh, and when they were at Filbert Street, it was absolutely impossible. I sat behind the goal, and it would be impossible to see what was going on down the other end, beyond about the sort of halfway line. You're absolutely stumped. Um, and then when they moved to the King Power Stadium, uh, my seats were. Um, they were behind that, sort of to the side near the corner flag, and you could see. And I was up a bit, and you could see a whole lot more standing behind the goal or sitting behind the goal. Is, is yeah, it's completely overrated as an experience. Yeah, I can definitely get on board with that. Yeah, uh, three o'clock is Spurs versus Brighton in the Bobby Zamora derby. Uh, Sun and Basuma and Matoma, um, both teams are all back from Afcon and the Asian Cup. Spurs have lost one out of eight and scored in 35 consecutive Premier League games. However, uh, they have conceded 18 points from winning positions. Um, but Richarlison has scored nine and eight in the league, so he has sort of taken the mantle on from Son as he's been away. Uh, Brighton have only got one win in nine in the Premier League, and in that sequence, they have conceded 21 goals. And João Pedro is doing well, though. He scored an eight and seven in all appearances. But that do seem to, a lot of those do seem to be penalties. Um, whatever turn of match of the day, it's João Pedro scoring a penalty. Um... Brighton on a bit of a iffy run. How long before Roberto De Zerbi doesn't get mentioned for high-profile jobs? Uh, I mean, I think I think he'll get away with it because of his his style slash brand of football. Whilst not being terribly successful at Brighton, you could quite easily see being played at somewhere like your Barcelona's, your Ajax's, you know, you could see that you could see that brand of football being played there and, and, and better. Yeah. That's no disrespect to Brighton, but they're obviously just not just, just broken at the moment, aren't they, for whatever reason. Yeah, I liked his Sassuolo team back in Serie A. Would you take in Barcelona in the next season? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah? Uh, and what I'm about this? Oh, point. You're not picking <laughs> when she went Kuma than Xavi. How does this affect Xavi then? I mean... I don't think you have a lot of time for Ronald Koeman despite his zero winning time. yeah despite his winning goal in the 1992 European Cup um, you have zero time trade on past glory forever Chris well how does that work with Xavi uh, I think it's broken him as a man <laughs> I'm not joking like I it, it's done a number on his mental health um, I look the odds are stacked against him like it's not an easy job for anyone so i'm i'm not gonna think badly of him it's just 
it's just a shit situation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what about this game? Um, Spurs, Brighton, how do we think that's going to go? Where's my boy? Is uh, Ansu fit yet? I think he almost is. Was he sub or something the other day? I think he's... They didn't. I don't think they mentioned him on the website, on BBC website today, which is where I got this from. So it must mean he's quite fit. Also, if you could have a word with him, he won't join my Everton team on Football Manager. I'll I'll see what I can do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on then, both of you. Are you going for a Spurs win? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, reluctantly, yeah. <laughs> um, Wolves versus Brentford, three o'clock, the Gavin Mahon derby. The first time Wolves go into a round of Premier League fixtures in the top half of the table since um, the final game of the 21-22 season. That's an awful long time to be in the bottom half of the Premier League. Um, I don't suppose they're helped by starting with a W or an Uwe Dublé. Um, they've got 13 points from their last six games. Right, OK, quiz. Wolves have taken 90 shots, 9-0, um, outside the penalty area this season. How many have they scored? I feel like zero might be obvious. Zero is the right answer. <laughs> 90 is going to be zero on 90. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of where my head was at, yeah. yeah. That's a shot there. That's a stat to show they're missing Ruben Neves, that is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Brentford lost 7 out of 8 in the league uh, and this, so far this season they've led in 16 Premier League games but they've dropped 22 points so that's really really affected them and they're sort of nosediving down the league are any of us worried for Brentford or is the fact that Burnley, Sheffield United and A and other are down there going to save them uh, I, they'll I, be fine yeah. yeah they'll be fine based on what you just said okay uh, Nottingham Forest versus Newcastle half past five. Uh, so this is your Saturday evening. What are you going to do? You can I feel watch... like you've missed Liverpool versus Burnley. Uh, no, I did write that down. Where did I get that? Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Liverpool versus Burnley. Sorry. Uh, Liverpool versus Burnley. The Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. Uh, three o'clock in the Jimmy Triori own goal derby. Uh, Salah Kanate and Sosbolsai are all out. Endo's back from Asian Cup. Uh, Darwin Nunes, 73 shots this season, and he's hit the post nine times. Um, Four of them in one game. <laughs> yeah. Poor Darwin. Uh, Burnley have drawn two, lost three of their last five, although they did have that comeback draw last weekend against Fulham. Uh, when they were two 0 down, um, this is at the Coliseum though, because it's going to have over sixty thousand fans in for the first time, possibly ever. I don't remember what it was like in the standing days, but certainly in this all seating era. Um, can anyone see anything other than a Liverpool win? Bearing in mind, they probably need a Burnley to play against after what happened last week, don't they? Just to give some what? team That's a shellacking. Respectful to Burnley. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Based on previous performances this season, it's probably not un- inaccurate though. Well, now I hope they win. You always hope. I mean, any team playing Liverpool. Yeah, I do. Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Imagine that. I didn't have to imagine it. You did it in a Champions League final. Yeah, we did. And who are you cheering for then? Uh, no one. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Nathan? Um, yeah. Yeah, Liverpool will win. But I, I hope to God that none of them celebrate <laughs> I hope they have a dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're I hope they take a tape. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> also, what have you guys done to t- 
Santiago. We need to talk about this. See, he's been permanently injured since he arrived. I feel like you broke him. I feel like Bayern Munich sold as a dub. Oh. When he's been fit, he's been very good. He's just not been fit enough. His contract's up at the end of the season. I don't even know if he's going to play again. Never going to see him again. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so again, back to Nottingham Forest. Then uh, half past five. You get your Super Bowl warmed up, Nathan, the day before, and the Steve Stone derby. Uh, Morgan Gibbs wiped and. <laughs> no, but are you going to pre-game? The Morgan gives White and Chris Wood are doubts. Uh, Alexander Isaac and Anthony Gordon are out. So Callum Wilson's back, but he's not scored for six games. Um, Forest have just won two out of twelve in the Premier League, uh, but they did beat Newcastle, didn't they, on Boxing Day? Um, so that might be one of those two games. Uh, Newcastle games so far this season have featured eighty-five goals, um, and since Martin Dubravka made his first appearance of the season in December. Um, they have conceded 23 goals. So, not going particularly well for uh, Newcastle I, under Martin Dubravka. Sorry, Emma? I cannot for the life of me work out whether they're a good team or a bad team. Newcastle? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get it. What factors do you think are in play at that? Is it the bad players or bad coaching? Or what do you think? They've had a lot of injuries, right? Uh... They have. I but think at one at one point they had like an entire eleven out injured. Yeah, but they've been able to afford to buy good players. They didn't buy anybody in January, did they? No. But all... Anyone bought anyone in January? No. <laughs> but all the way yeah. through that run, I was I was looking at Newcastle teams all the way through that run, and they were playing players that they had bought. Um, it wasn't like they were sort of reduced to. The Longstaffs and Paul Dummett and people like that. They were still sort of playing. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe they have had a lot of a lot of injuries. How do you think this one's going to go? I like Isaac though. He's so good. He is. He's really, really good, isn't he? Uh, how do you think this one's going to go, Emma? Uh, I think Newcastle are going to win. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah. Um. I think this could be. <clears throat> I think this could be the game that scuppers a lot of accumulators this weekend. I think Forest might get a result. I think you're right, you know. I just got a feeling that this is. You know, when you look at it and you go, "Yeah, Newcastle should be winning this," and yeah. you look at it again and you go, "Am I fully convinced with Newcastle?" No. I see what you mean. Exactly, and and, and we know that Forest can. <clears throat> Excuse me. We know that Forest can can produce these random wins from nowhere. Mm. So yeah, I think it's a banana skin for Newcastle. <laughs> Your accent then. I thought you said they produce random wins from Norway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Norway. Why not? <laughs> uh, Sunday, West Ham versus Arsenal, two o'clock. The Lisbon Morso derby. West Ham uh, lost against Manchester United last week, but that was their first loss in seven. Um, they are unbeaten at home since October. But they are winless in 2024 so far. Arsenal won their last three in the league. Of course, they'll be buoyed and probably knackered from celebrating. But they will be buoyed up from uh, the victory last weekend against against Liverpool. That was quite. I mean, uh, that was quite a win, wasn't it? A statement win against another big team, wasn't it? Like... Yeah, I mean, for me, like I, I, I've got it in my head that we've got a terrible, terrible record against Liverpool. So mm. the fact that it was beating Liverpool for me was was fantastic you know just we don't do that so that was great but what yeah. we do have a tendency to do 
is do this and do this, have these great wins, and then go and lose to West Ham on Sunday at two o'clock. Just so, going to suggest that to you. This seems a very Arsenal game to lose. <laughs> massively, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I wouldn't touch this game as a betting man at all. Not a chance. No. Make him feel better, Emma. Mm. <laughs> no. <Sir. Okay. laughs> um, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> Was it a statement win exactly? Like, I mean, look, I think Arsenal were the better team, but I really don't think they would have scored a second goal unless, unless exactly what happened. Liverpool helped them. Okay, I was thinking more about important matches, in particular last season when it was sort of they were closing in the title and they had Manchester City. Oh yeah, to in play. that respect, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I was thinking that way. I um, just don't think they would have scored a second goal. No, so they had to be helped to score two goals, didn't they, I guess you could say. Yeah, because by the time the third one went and Liverpool were down to ten men, right? Yes. Oh, God, that's a point. He's Canati suspended, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else we got? So, uh, I, best... I oh, sorry. Arsenal were be- the better team, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They deserve to win, but they really worry me with their lack of goal scorers. You think yeah. you think that might affect them this weekend? Yeah, I do. I really do. Uh, you got an Arsenal legend in goal for West Ham as well. Uh, yeah. Maybe he might let one in for you. Is he playing? Uh, I guess it's either him or Ariola. I, I thought I thought Ariola was number one at the moment. Yeah, let's mention him Breast and Ariola in the same podcast. <laughs> Breast friends. <laughs> Breast friends. Uh, Aston Villa versus Manchester United. Hoppers form up. Bosnich Derby. Uh, Lissandra Martinez is out for eight weeks. Ollie Watkins got 11 goals and 10 assists so far this season. He's um, pumping along very well. Uh, Manchester United have won their last three in all competitions. Scoring 11 goals. So, turning corners, are they? Or are they beginning to turn a corner? Or do we not know with this United team? They suck. They suck. <laughs> okay. I will definitely be having a pre-Super Bowl nap at this point because I, you just couldn't pay me enough money to watch Manchester United. They suck. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Nathan, are you going to be yeah. um, napping as well? Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm gonna in... I've got an image of you like Ross and Joey and friends having a nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm fully... Uh, I'm in bed. You go to bed for your nap? Yeah. Absolutely. You don't lay on the sofa with a, a nap? No, M- Mrs. Jen um, is not a fan of my horrendous snoring. So <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I wouldn't want to inflict that on anybody. So I'm happy to take myself off to bed. Um, when you were younger, Nathan, on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon when the football was on, I don't know if it's the same for you. My dad was always asleep. I'd have some sort of John Wayne film on the telly and I'd try and sneak up and take the remote off his chest and turn over for the football and he'd go, I was watching that and then he'd go back to sleep. Yeah, so I've got a funny story for you. So um, Arsenal were playing Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and um, my dad did exactly what you just said. He was watching some utter rubbish. I put the football on. Um, and he fell asleep whilst watching said football. Um, and then um, Arsenal scored, at which point I 
leapt over the coffee table, roaring like I'm the same person who's just escaped from prison. Uh, and also put a dent in the gas pipe because like, that's where I landed oh. after jumping over the coffee table. Uh, needless to say, my dad pretty much was about, I'd say, probably three seconds away from having a full-on heart attack because he was <laughs> fully asleep at this point. <laughs> and the best thing about all of it was it was a game where Arsenal lost because of the Michael Essien goal. Oh, the um, the rasper from about 30 yards out. Yeah, outside of the boot, low, into the bottom corner. Absolutely glorious goal, even being on the receiving end of it. <laughs> but yeah, walked him up and nearly gave him a heart attack for absolutely no reason whatsoever. It was brilliant. Well, such is the circle of life in the same way that I used to watch The Simpsons and think of myself as Bart and I think of myself as Homer. You've now become your dad on the sofa. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Especially where Aston Villa versus Man United come into it. <laughs> uh, Monday night, Crystal Palace versus Chelsea, the Ray Wilkins uh, derby, uh, eight o'clock. Crystal Palace got a poor lot that that poor loss last weekend to Brighton. Um, there was a sound of bones crunching as Roy threw his medical team under the bus in his post-match interview on Match of the Day. Um, Chelsea have lost uh, their last two in the league, conceding eight goals. Of course, they beat Aston Villa in the cup, so. Uh, they had that sort of victory there. Um, Palace are really very much in the mire. I can kind of see a fairly routine Chelsea win here. Anyone see anything different? Yeah, Chelsea don't do routine wins. Even when they're as bad as this, um, they're, they're opposition. <laughs> you seen how bad Chelsea have been recently? <laughs> how many times have you seen Ryan having a meltdown in our group chat? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So what do you reckon here? 89th minute Chelsea winner. After, have, yeah, okay. So awful all game. Yeah, really turgid, terrible game of football. Okay. Late 20th minute Chelsea win. What about you, Nathan? Yeah. Um, I'm, I still think that Crystal Palace are one of them teams where it genuinely just depends what they want to do on that day. Mm. Like, if they if if they turn up and decide that, you know, Eze and Elise are going to have fantastic games, I, I, I can see them quite comfortably winning. Mm. But by the same token, I can I can see, like, a calamitous defensive performance and Cole Palmer just taking the absolute mick and, and Chelsea winning quite comfortably. So I will go for a Chelsea win based on the fact that I don't think Crystal Palace turn up. Okay, okay, right. Well, that brings the end of our Premier League roundup. Any other business from anybody? Not like a think No. Emma? No. No. Okay, okay. Right. Okay, so... Um, the lads, whose names I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Dave, Chris and Simon this week. There might be a Carl as well. Well played. Thank you. There you go. Seamless. Um, we'll be back next week to review the games that we've been previewing here. Nathan, if people want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? I am at FMCM underscore FC. Okay, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? Absolutely not. But Chris, how do they follow <gasps> you? Da, da, da. They can follow me at CHGM77. Guys, thank you very much, both of you. Thank you, Emma. You're welcome. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, sir. And always remember to keep your man on the post. 